Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. Today in studio, I'm joined with Devin Denofa from TCS, New Jersey. Keller Williams, thanks for coming in, Dev. Thank you for having me in this professional operation right. here. This That's is super right. impressive. Nonetheless, you guys are a great company, but I expected nothing less when I came in here <laughs> thanks, and saw Del. this beautiful setup. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. So on the next episode of the podcast, Devin is going to share with all of you, our listeners, some tips about buying and selling real estate in today's market. A lot of crazy stuff going on. So we're definitely looking forward to that, Devin. Tell us a little about TCS South Jersey, TCS New Jersey now. Yeah, we were originally South Jersey, but we kind of expand it and do a lot of business all throughout New Jersey now. So we didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves to just be called South Jersey. So yeah, we're TCS New Jersey. We are actually partners in Philadelphia. We have a company called The Condo Shops. So I partnered, my wife and I merged the NOFA team. We partnered with Garav Gambier, Ben Aller, and our other partner, Cape. They own the condo shops. They own Keller Williams, Philadelphia, and probably four other market centers. Keller Williams Market Centers in Pennsylvania. They merged with us, and we started TCS New Jersey. And the whole vision behind this was to be the real estate brand that legitimately connects Pennsylvania and New Jersey real estate to where it doesn't matter. PRNJ, if you want high-level service and high-level deals, whether it's between having hundreds of realtors to ask for off-market deals coming up for sure. our clients, stuff like that. That's the vision that we wanted to set and it came to life. So yeah, TCS, New Jersey with Keller Wims. So Devin, one of the things that we've been hearing a lot from clients, from people out in the networking world, just kind of in the world in general, is it's a, been a pretty crazy real estate market the last yep. 18 months, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Once COVID happened and for everything, there was a lot of uncertainty. So we didn't really even know what to expect. So we do a lot of business in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So they were both represented through this whole COVID-19 phase a little bit differently. New Jersey, the good thing is it kind of stopped for a little bit, but then they started letting us do things virtually so we can still operate, which was nice. On the Philadelphia side, Pennsylvania, they shut us down completely. So we really couldn't do anything for, I think it was a few months. So we didn't know what was happening. And sure enough, there was just an explosion. Almost like all that pent up demand. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I was trying to make sense of it all. And I was super thankful that we were in a position and in a business that could keep going through sure. something like this, because we also learned about a lot of non-essential businesses that really got crushed with this. And hopefully now that everything's opening back up, my prayer is that they get crushed with business now because everybody's trying to get back out and we're seeing it. Yeah. But for the most part, we didn't really know what to expect. But now that this is all kind of unfolded, there was a few light bulbs that I had pop up in my head and I realized, aha, that was it. So in the South Jersey markets and in the suburban markets too, right outside of Philadelphia, COVID-19 made a lot of people realize that if this does happen again, I will want my home base to be, or to have a property outside of the city. If I work in the city, in case this ever happens again, Somewhere I want, I to, be, I want to separation. Yeah. I don't yep. want to be in close knit quarters with a lot of people if this happens again. So these suburban markets really kind of rose up. So we're seeing a lot of people from New York coming out here. And by the way, those North Jersey property values are ridiculous, right? So 
South Jersey is very appealing to them. So they don't mind paying whatever the growth of the property values are. You still have what they're paying up for. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're seeing in South. And by the way, a lot of people from Philadelphia are moving out here too. Yeah. The cool thing is though, is now we represent a lot of the big buildings in Philadelphia as far as the leasing and the purchases too. So we're also seeing a lot of New York go into Philadelphia because it's just, even before this happened, it was a very attractive market because it's very affordable. And Philadelphia is just continuing to grow and, and high rises are being built and businesses are coming in. And it's in. an Amtrak right away. You know, 100%. it's not bad. 100%. So that's where we really start seeing explosion from the location aspect of it. But then on top of that, now people are working from home a lot. So what does that mean? They may need a home office now. And it might be permanent. A lot of these companies are talking about not going back. 100%. So home offices are more appealing, more spaces, more appealing to finished basements, more appealing yard space. In case this ever happens again, do I have a yard to entertain my children in? Do I don't have to worry about, oh, well, now all this stuff is closed. I have nothing to do with my kids. Homes within ground pools. That's a big thing right now. Virtual teaching. So maybe there's a lot of kids now at home because parents aren't comfortable with their kids going to school. So they need the space to virtual teach their kids. So these were all things that popped up in people's heads that they were like, you know what? I need to upgrade. Because all this stuff is important to me now and in the future in case this ever happens again. And we've heard, I mean, I'm sure we've all heard listeners, myself, and certainly you and your business, the anecdotes of people just paying way over asking and having to go over asking just to be able to buy. And and looking at some of the data, I saw that just in this area from May of 2020 to May of 2021, housing prices were up almost 20%, depending on the area. And it's just like, you see it. And so when we think about the questions that we get from people, can you give us some idea if you're somebody who has to buy. You feel the need to need that extra space where your life has dictated that you need to make a move for one reason or another. You just feel like it's right. And you're going to go and buy a house and go through that process. What are some of the considerations that people like that should be making in today's market versus maybe a market of two years ago, pre-COVID? So if I was a buyer in this market, one thing I would do is just make sure that I paired up with a very good mortgage lender who gives really good mortgage rates. Now, remember, this is why I always prefer, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a real estate professional, but we know the ones that don't just give you a good mortgage rate in mid-transaction, next thing you know, your mortgage rate changes because it was a bait and switch and they're just trying to get your business. So we focus on having the relationships with top mortgage owners who give great rates, but also on top of that, can also give great client service, customer service, which is very important to us. Especially if you're trying to get those deals done in a tight window and you got tons of competition, right? 100%. And locally, these agents, if you submit an offer and they're not familiar with that mortgage company, you're going to Rocket Mortgage or whoever these companies are, these major corporations that aren't really necessarily headquartered in here, they're going to be worried and they may go with the stronger, more known local mortgage guy because they feel more comfortable. Well, I think people don't always realize that that's a subjective process. When they're looking through the bids, it's not just dollars and cents. They're using their expertise. 100%. So- As a buyer, one, I would definitely go to an experienced realtor, not the person who just got their license because they watch HGTV or whatever that. Go to an experienced agent. Now, I have a big team too. Why is that a benefit? Because a lot of our agents, when we get new listings, guess what? Now you have access to more listings right when they hit the market or even before when we have all of our clients. That's a huge add value and a huge benefit for us to be able to get you deals because we have the numbers, we have the agents within our company that can get you these deals before they hit the market too. So that's another thing. Also on top of that is just being with an agent too, who can negotiate the right terms to win you deals. 
Yeah. So talk a little bit about that if you don't mind, because I know that's one of the things when you're talking about going above market, it's like the wild, wild west. If I have to go, how much? What's the way to think about it? Because people get hung up sometimes on, I can't believe this house. It was 20% less last year. Yeah. One, people have to get rid of that mindset. And the reason why I say that is so many people are like, is this 2008? So many quote unquote professionals because they bought a house in 2005 or whatever. Oh, the market's going to blow up next year. There's nothing saying that. And every, all pieces of information are complete opposite of 2008, where anybody who had two feet can get a mortgage. Right. It's now the they're very strict with people sure. being able to be qualified to purchase a house. So when you're working with an experienced agent, they're going to know what terms are actually going to be thrown into this offer for you to win the deal and you to, make, you to look more attractive. Because the bottom line is, is if you're an FHA buyer and you're not putting a lot of money down, let's just say the property's $400,000. And by the way, this is important for you to make sure you have an experienced realtor representing you on the sale of your house too. Because somebody can throw a $450,000 bid. If that house does not appraise mid-transaction and it appraises for three ninety. dollars Guess what? That buyer doesn't have the money to put down. You either have to drop to 390 or the deal's done. And And you're back to square one. Yeah, exactly. Also, when you submit an offer, there's things that look more appealing to sellers, which is why it's important to work with a seasoned realtor. So when you submit an offer, maybe putting a cap on when you have a home inspection, what repairs you're going to ask for. So you're not nickel and diming a seller because there's chip paint on the wall. And they'll know that up front. Exactly. Hopefully easier to do. Exactly. Listen, right now we're seeing people wave appraisals and wave home inspections. And that's a little bit dangerous. I don't think I would necessarily recommend that. Now, maybe when you saw a house, maybe you have a contract with you or somebody and you can kind of do a walkthrough with them ahead of time. Maybe that's smart enough to kind of, hey, you know what? I'm not worried about inspections because some people are very knowledgeable with that stuff. Hey, the roof is newer. The HVAC, you know, structurally, everything's good. Like, listen, if there's a jacked up window or something like that or a leak in the plumbing, I'm not worried about that. I'll take that on. But- Repair caps are very important. Also building in appraisal bridges. If the house appraises anything less than this, we're willing to cover that gap. If it appraised 10,000 less, we're willing to put down 10,000 more to make sure that you get that if you're not comfortable waiving the appraisal. Right now, your realtor should send you the comps anyway to tell you that what the market value is. But at the end of the day, people need to come to grips with the market is going up. Yeah. So get your ego out of the way. If you want to upgrade or you want to get a new house, the bottom line is the market is going up. If you want to buy a house, it is what it is. You got to pay up for it. When I actually saw some interesting data, I'm a big kind of like finance nerd, obviously. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting was I saw a good blog post where this gentleman, it's called A Wealth of Common Sense, the blog, and he showed the housing prices relatively are actually not as high as you think because what he did was he looked at mortgage payments. And he said, what are you basically buying for most people when you buy a house? You're buying a mortgage payment. And if you compare mortgage payments today and you go back for inflation to mortgage payments in the 80s, they're actually lower today because rates are so low. And so yes, prices are really high, but at the end of the day, inflation adjusted mortgage payments haven't changed that much, even though you're paying what looks like a lot more for the house. So it's interesting to look at it from a few angles, like you said. I always say focus on the monthly payments. Some people, I got to go 20,000 over asking and they get all upset because they want to feel like they got a deal. In this market, these new listings that are moving ready, you're not going to get a steal in this market most times. I always tell people, focus on the mortgage payment. Even if it's $20,000 over asking, what's that mortgage payment? If you completely love the house, and by the way, this is going to be your forever house. Are you okay? Can you comfortably, and we don't want anybody to get out of their budget, by the way. But what I'm saying is if you are comfortable and this is house is everything you need. Oh, and by the way, you don't have to make any upgrades. You don't have to dump 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in your renovations. Sure. As long as you're comfortable with that monthly payment, 
then let's roll with it. And the other thing that people don't understand, if you are a seller in this market, because a lot of times they'll get all frustrated because they got to pay over asking on the buy side, but they don't get frustrated when they get 30 over asking on the sell sure. side, right? So I always say, listen, you're going to take, if this was two years ago, right now, you're probably going to sell for 50,000 more. And what you're doing is you're taking that equity and dropping it into the next house. Sure. That's why I focus on the mortgage payment. So at the end of the day, if you want to upgrade, get the ego out of the way, focus on the mortgage payment. And that's the bottom line. If you need more space, what are you going to do? Because you don't want to pay 20000 over asking, even if you can afford it, but it just doesn't seem right to you. You're going to keep your family in a three-bedroom when you know you need a four-bedroom? Well, that's the thing you kind of hint on. And this is something, obviously, from a financial planning perspective, we're really conscious of people's budgets and things like that. And so one of the things I always like to remind people of is that, yeah, the numbers may say one thing, that, yeah, you're going to be paying more, you're going to be paying... And people get hung up on, yeah, I'm paying $20,000 more than I would have, or maybe then I will next year if the market drops, whatever. But the reality is buying your home, you can't really look at it as an investment. Because yeah. if you look at, yeah. compared to all the money you're going to put into it for 20 years of living there, you'll be lucky to break even. Most people, their home is not a great investment. So looking at it like an investment is not the right way to look at it. Yeah. It's looking at it like it's a home. This is where I want my family to be. This is where they're going to thrive, whether it be in the schools or the size of the home so we can have good times or have a pool or whatever it is. Those are the things that you have to think about. It's not the same as an investor going in to buy an apartment building. Totally different. You know what I mean? What's the cap rate for my owner-occupant house? Exactly. And so when you're buying a home, you really have to think about all those things. And on the sales side, I'm glad you brought that up because it seems like it's a panacea for sellers. And I'm sure to a degree it is. But that's a whole other thing to navigate because like you said, you're probably getting a million offers. So how do you think about these offers I'm getting and how do they translate into which ones I should be thinking of? If I'm somebody considering selling my house, what are the things I need to be aware of? Yeah, you're right. It's very, I mean, it's it's almost overwhelming being a listing agent right now. Yeah, but it is. You got 17 offers and you're trying to, you know, really narrow it down which one's best, but it's all about situational knowledge, location knowledge too, to where, like we talked about is- Hey, it's not sometimes just the highest offer amount. It could be the terms. It could be, hey, well, they're putting X amount of dollars down. So if there is an appraisal issue, we know they have the money to switch their financing from 20% to 15% to give you your money. My goal is to help you achieve getting what the actual offer is <laughs> versus just, oh, we accepted an offer and not getting that money in return. So that's why it's very important for the experienced agent to help them negotiate the right terms and obviously pick out the best offer because on top of that, like we just highlight it. Listen, if there's a mortgage company that is not very well known and we're calling mortgage lenders nowadays, like what is the actual pre-qualification process you went through with this buyer? So we know that they're actually qualified. And if it's an experienced lender, sometimes because I have a big name in this area, so lenders will call me because they know me. And that's a huge add value for my seller. And then on top of that, can your agent negotiate the right terms for home inspections too? And sometimes we get lucky to where people waive home inspections and appraisals, and that's the best case scenario, but still. And on top of that, when there's things that come up in the home inspection, does your realtor have the network to handle everything for you and to give you trusted referrals that can do it at a great price? I'll give you an example. Sometimes sellers will hire someone, they'll try and, oh, who's the cheapest person that's going to give me the cheapest rate? So let's just say they do that to try and save $3,000 in commissions. But that realtor has no network. So when repairs have to come up, now they have to pay $15,000, $20,000 in repairs more because they had to go on their phone book and randomly pick sure. somebody that they no didn't trust and marked up. Where my people, I can trust. There's sometimes when quote unquote home inspectors who aren't structural engineers will call for a structural issue. 
And I'll go to my engineer in my network. He'll come out and certify, listen, there's nothing structurally wrong with this. Well, that just saved that seller ten, fifteen thousand dollars. And a lot of aggravation. Exactly. Absolutely. So there's so much more than just trying to pick the cheapest agent. Because sure. at the end of the day, in the long run, my job is that when I tell sellers this all the time, like listen, my job isn't to put objections in front of you to give discounted commissions for the listing agent. And by the way, give a discounted commission to the buyer's agents. Because what happens is if you're offering 2.5% because people go online, what do you do when you hire a realtor? Try and get them to discount their commission. Guess what? When realtors have buyers who like three different houses and you're given the cheapest commission out, listen, I always operate honestly and ethically, but the bottom line is you can't turn your head. The fact that that's probably an objection that you're going to have to handle with another realtor when somebody else gives them 3% and you're giving 2.5% out. That's a great point because that's something the average person has no idea about. No, no. So there's so many pieces to the puzzle of a real estate transaction, which is why it's so important to just hire someone, one that can negotiate, that has a network, that has a proven track record, that's trustworthy, and that's going to treat you like your family on top of it because that is huge. And that could be the difference of ten dollars to $20,000 in your pocket at the closing table. Absolutely. We're appreciative that we have somebody in our network yeah, to come yeah. and speak to our listeners about this because it is something that's so hot on people's minds. It seems like it's just what a lot of people are talking about, one side or the other, whether they're the buyer or the seller. And there's a lot to know. Yeah. So and I, really I have another thing too, because yeah. a lot of people reach out to me they're like, Devin, listen, I want to sell my house. I know I can get a lot more for it now, but I don't want to be homeless. I don't want to be kicked out of my house. So I say, guys, listen, one, I would never let you get, we would never let you get kicked out of your house. What we do is we will find a buyer that's willing to wait for you to find suitable housing or close on your next house. Because some sellers think that, man, if I go under contract, I'm going to have to leave out of here in 45 days or 60 days, and it's so hard to get a house now. So we negotiate buyers that will wait for you to find your next house. Now, honestly, what we want to do is we obviously want to be making a conscious effort going out and seeing houses. We're not just sitting on our hands. But for the most part, we can negotiate it to where you don't feel like you're going to be kicked out of your house. And then on the other end too, just know, like try and think of a plan B. If worst case scenario, selling your house now will make you an additional $70,000. And sometimes I don't want to live with my parents or my in-laws or whatever. Well, listen, it's not that bad when you think that you're making 70 grand to possibly have to do that for two months. And by the way, being a non-contingent buyer in this market is going to be way stronger of an offer than you being a contingent under contract buyer. And the other thing that sellers want to do is let me find a house first and then I'll go on the market. Unless that property has been sitting on the market for over 45 days or 60 mm-hmm. days, sometimes sellers will be willing to, all right, listen, I've been on the market for 60 days. You give me a good price. I'll let you go because I know these properties typically sell fast. But try submitting an offer for a new listing and you are contingent and your house isn't even on the market. You'll have no shot. Right? Jeez, so that's all not that the way soft to go. stuff that's included that people don't even think no, about. No, no. And you get that all the time. But that's why we're here to answer these questions, to educate and inform and to be a trusted resource. There's been times... I told people on my network that like years ago, even before this, I told them, listen, you probably don't want to sell right now because this is the developing area. Now this was in uh, Philadelphia, but for the most part, they listened. We literally sold it the very next year and they made 25,000 more. And I could have easily been like, listen, I want to sell, but I'll tell you the way it is. Now, listen, we all don't have a crystal ball. You know, nobody on this planet knows exactly what's going to happen in two years. But for the most part, the one thing that I always say to people is, The good thing is that the rates are still low, which is great. Two, the one thing that is going to always be in people's minds is with this whole COVID situation, most people are going to want a house in the suburbs in case this ever happens again, and they're going to be confined in their house. Mm -hmm. 
So now that we realize markets are going to be that's something that can happen. I think that was never a like nobody realized that was on the table. That's something that can happen. No, but now it is, and who knows if we see it again? Yeah, hopefully not. Not Uh, You and me both, brother. Well, I really appreciate you coming in. I really appreciate you visiting us in our studio here and sharing some good wisdom with the listeners of our podcast here. For all of those of you out there, thanks for joining us on this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. If you want to find out more about Devin, how can we find out more, Devin? Yeah. So you can follow me on Facebook, Devin Denofa, D-E-V-I-N, last name Denofa, D-I-N-O-F as in Frank, A, Instagram, Devin Denofa, LinkedIn, Devin Denofa. You can follow us on our Instagram account and our Facebook, TCS New Jersey, tcsnewjersey.com. Yeah. So that's pretty much the easiest way I tell people to follow me. So then you can see what we're doing, how our involvement in the communities, how we're not just helping people with real estate, we are helping people with their lives, being a resource, inspiring people, helping people throughout the communities, donations, giving back. And with that being said, I want to highlight the host, Jason, on this podcast too. If you're watching, big thing that I talked about is a trusted advisor, somebody who treats you like family, just an all around good person. And that's exactly what Jason is. If you folks haven't met him yet, We do these Christmas events where we go to Camden. We give kids 300 Christmas presents. We bring moon bounces. We feed them. Jason, every year, volunteers his time to do that and give back to the community, amongst a million other things, because of the culture that HFM advisors set through a great leader, too. Michael, he's awesome, too. So especially with investments, you definitely want to deal with people that you can trust, that have a great name, trust resources, a huge network. And a big brand, and that's definitely you guys too. So I appreciate you having me on, and it's an honor to share this podcast with such an amazing man and an amazing wow. company too. You that was good. I mean? Thanks, yeah, Dad. No, that, that's the, the best truth. intro I've ever gotten on the podcast here. Buddy, listen, it's easy to say the truth. You know what I mean? Thanks, bro. Uh, there's no stuttering when I speak the truth. So, Well, right back at you. And to all the listeners out there, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you hit subscribe on the iTunes as well as Spotify so you always get notified of our newest episodes. And if this helps you guys, please make sure to share it. Absolutely. Because you never know who else in your network that this can help. This can save somebody's real estate investment. You just never know. So just please, if you like this, definitely share too so they can continue to impact more and more people in our areas. Well said. Thanks, Dev. Good stuff, buddy. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer for sale or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. All investments involve risk and are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.